Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand. I'm not sure if my first praise the Lord got uh, recorded or not, so I said it again. So if you get two praise the Lord, well, hallelujah, he's worthy of more. Glory to God. So praise the Lord, and thank God that we are here one more time. And uh, so here we are, the Tuesday podcast. I'm not going to keep you all very long, and I know I say that sometimes, but I'm really not going to keep you all very long. It's kind of late over here, and I've had uh, an awful lot of things to do, but the Lord did impress upon me of what he wanted me to do with this podcast. And we've been talking about the things that God hates. And before we get in on to what we're going to say, uh, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that your word is what we can stand on. We can depend on it, and we can lean on you, Lord. And you can give us direction. You give us word uh, that uh, we can take and live by. And we thank you for that, Lord. You told that devil that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of your mouth of God, out of the mouth of the Lord. And I believe that, God, you gave us word to live by. And so, Lord, help us to understand that we've got to live by the things that are right and holy and good and godly and let go of the things that are evil and wicked and the things that you hate. And we pray in the name of Jesus that this podcast will be a blessing to somebody and those that might get a little irritated with it. God, let that irritation move them to repentance that they may turn to the living God and turn away from their ungodly way of thinking and doing. And all of those things that you hate, Lord, let us turn from them that we might turn to you and do the things that please you, as the word says. And so we give you thanks and praise for all things in the blessed holy name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And so uh, what I want to do now, of course, uh, I want to preface it with this. Uh, We've been in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. It says, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, this is verse 17, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, uh, what the verse that I read before was verse 16. All right, verse 18. Uh, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. That's where we've been uh, as of late. Feet that uh, be swift to running to mischief. And verse 19, false witnesses speak lies, speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. And we've been camping out over uh, what verse 18 says, an heart that deviseth wicked imaginations i'm going to tell you what god gets tired of us thinking evil thoughts and planning evil and when i i'm talking about human beings god gets tired of that and some people don't think god gets tired but uh, he gets tired of sin and uh, it gets to the point where god finally says i've had enough you can see that with uh the place called nineveh And God called Jonah to go there and to preach to them because God's judgment was going to come to them in 40 days. And he said, you need to go tell them. And, uh, of course, we understand, you know, from the story that Jonah wanted to run from them. He didn't want them to receive God's grace and mercy and forgiveness. And he ran. Of course, God got him uh, in that fish there. Well, some people don't. They say, well, you know, it says fish and then another, um, you know, arguing about every little foolish thing. But in any event, God prepared uh, a great fish. God prepared what was to be. And I don't care uh, if you want to argue, a whale is not a fish. 
Well, I don't care. That don't make any bit of difference. God, the Bible says God prepared a fish. If he's prepared a fish, he prepared a fish. I don't care what it was. I don't care if it was a goldfish and God made it the size he wanted. It make no difference. When it says God prepared a fish, that's the end of the subject. That means God prepared a fish. There ain't nothing left to argue about. I don't know what it is with people that just want to argue about every little thing and every little detail and won't just argue. Ah, that can't be. Well, you're going to find a God you're going to meet. You better get yourself right and stop arguing with God. And so it is. There are some things that God hates, whether you like hearing it or not. Repent! God wants us to turn from the things he hates. And so this is the word that God said he wanted me to go to. You say, God don't talk to you. Ah, you know, the reason why you say that is because God don't talk to you. That's why people people that say there ain't no Holy Ghost, they ain't never been baptized with the Holy Ghost. That, they say, oh, people don't speak in tongues. Well, they ain't never spoken in tongues. They're, you know, you see what I'm saying? And those that have spoken tongues say, oh, well, I, that wasn't really real, and that was evil and wicked and blah, 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 whatever you say. You better be careful. You'll be blaspheming the Holy Ghost, and then you won't have no forgiveness. The Bible says that's the sin that you find no forgiveness for is the blaspheme of the Holy Ghost. And you couldn't have done that unless you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, so you better watch your mouth. Now, I'm not being mean to you. I'm not being hateful. I'm not being judgmental or nothing else. I'm just telling you what the Word of God said, and all I am is a messenger, and I'm trying to tell you, and I'm trying to warn you, because one of these days you're going to meet him, and I love you enough to tell you. Some people are not going to love you enough to tell you. They're just going to tell you what you want to hear so that you'll pay tithes to their uh, church, and he can drive around in a $300,000 sports car or a Rolls Royce or living up in a mansion somewhere. You understand what I'm saying? Huh? Don't you want somebody to tell you the truth or you want somebody to lie to you? What do you want? Huh? You got to make up your mind what you want. Huh? You better make up your mind real quick. You say, well, what I want is I want to live in my sin. Okay. That's your choice. Then go live in your sin. And the Bible, you know, the Bible tells you there's pleasure in sin. I ain't saying it don't feel good. Sure enough, it does. There's sin out there that feel real good. But the problem is that that's only going to last for a period of time and then it's going to be over because you're going to meet God. Even if you use your use sin for your pleasures until the day you meet God, you're still going to meet him. And when you do and you haven't repented, that's going to be a sad story for you. And if you think there ain't no hell, wait till you meet God. You're going to find out there is a hell. All right? Because God don't lie. And he said in his word, there's a hell, so there's a hell. No matter what you say. Your words don't mean a thing. Up against God's word, it don't mean nothing. What God said, that's the end of it. What he said, the end of subject. Do you understand what I'm saying? There ain't nothing left to say. If God said it, that's the end of it. There ain't nothing left to discuss. There ain't nothing left to debate. If God said it, that is the end of the subject. Now, and I don't know why I had to say all that like I did, but the Lord move on me. And as I said, the Lord dealt with me and said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to tell them what it is that was said in Proverbs 6 and verses 16 through 19. So that's what we did. We said that right from the get-go. And then he said, the next thing I want you to do is I want you to go to take them to Philippians chapter 4, and I want you to read to them what I do want them letting run through their mind. Because what we've been talking about is the things that God hates, and the thing that we've been camping out on is, is that thing that God says. He said he don't like the fact that we plan out, have wicked imaginations that come directly from our heart and we plan them out. You see. Now, as a saint of God, you shouldn't be doing that. 
You hear what I'm saying? No saint of God should be planning out some kind of evil thing. Don't sit there and tell me, oh, I'll do it and then God will forgive me. God already knows your heart's rotten to the core and you're a hypocrite. And you ain't going to be saved anyhow. So you better turn your little self around. Do you understand? You're going to have to turn around. You're going to have to get right. You're going to have to do what the Lord says. But the Lord said to tell him, look, I'm getting tired of this. All this stuff of planning all these wicked imaginations and then carrying them out. God's tired of it. God don't want it to do it. He wants us to repent and turn to him. Amen. But he said, I want you to do a contrast. And I want you to take them to Philippians in chapter 4 and verse 8. And I want you to read to them what it is I want running through their mind. Because I sure don't want them uh, running through all kinds of wicked imaginations and planning wicked things out. But I want them to do it differently. And so that's what we're going to do. So in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, this is what it says. Finally, brethren, this is talking to the church of the living God. Now, what point is it for you to hear this if you ain't even saved? You know what I'm saying? And there's some people that listen to Christian podcasts that are not saved, and they do it for different reasons. Some of them do it for ill-gotten reasons. Oh, yeah, they do. Because what they do is, and then you got some of them that pretend to be Christians. Come on now. And they got their own podcast, and then they listen to other preachers. And then what they do is they want to put that content onto theirs so that they can uh, sit there and slam whatever the preacher's saying. You know you full well do that. Yes, you do. Because uh-huh. some of you don't like apostolic Pentecostals. And you don't like, uh, you sure enough don't like the things I say. I know you don't. Some of some you don't like what I say. But I, you know what? I'm going to tell you what God's Word says, and you like it or not. I remember in the scripture there was one they said, uh, you know, they're talking about the, to call the prophets and, and see what needed to be done. To, uh, and they said, oh, don't call that prophet over there. He don't never have nothing nice to say. Ain't got nothing good to say. Well, that's how some people feel. I remember when I was pastoring a church in Washington and, uh, and, and God kept moving on me to preach about, uh, think, to turn around from sin and to repent and get right. And I had... Uh, somebody that was going to the church, they come up to me after service. I was still at the altar praying for folks. And a person come up to me and say, why do you have to always preach like that? I said, I have to preach like that because the Holy Ghost says to. And so you have got to follow the Lord and sometimes the Lord ain't going to just dish out sweets and candy to you. That's not a that's not a balanced meal. And you full well know that. You know if you sit there and all you did was give your kids cookies and donuts and soda and candy, their teeth going to rot out of the mouth and they're going to get sick. Because you got to give them something else. They can't just eat candy and cookies. And, uh, and there are people, yes there are, there are people like that because they like to appease their children because they want to sit on the phone and don't pay attention to the children or they want to sit there and smoke dope and not pay attention to the children. You understand what I'm saying? And, and this mess, God tired of it. He's getting tired of it. But the Lord said to take them to Philippians chapter 8 and show them the contrast of what it is, the difference of where you ought to be instead of planning out evil and wicked imaginations in your mind. Huh? It says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, Finally, brethren, this is the family of God. If, you want, if this word is going to apply to you, you're going to have to get up in the family of God. You're going to have to repent of your sins. You can't get saved without repenting. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care if I'm the last preacher on the face of this earth to tell you you have to repent and to be saved. If that's the case, then I guess I'm going to be the only one that's going to stand here and tell you you got to repent to be saved. And that's the truth. If you don't repent, you're going to be lost and go to hell. That's just the way it is. 
You're going to have to repent. And that means you turn from your sin. You say, Lord, I don't, you know, you may not know what to do. I mean, you know, backslider that just lived around the house of God, They, when they come back, a lot of them, they know what to do. They just, it's a matter of applying it and getting it done. But but people that ain't never, and they've been out in the world, and they ain't never been around the church, and never maybe picked up a Bible, they don't, they don't know what it, what, it, what it looks like to repent. But, uh, but a true repentant heart, they're going to repent, and they're going to say, look, I, Lord, I don't know. I don't know what I got to do, but I'm willing to stick around so I can hear what I need to apply to my life because you said that the word of God is our food and you told that devil that every word that comes out of your mouth is what we're supposed to eat. That's what the Lord told the devil. He said, a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth. How are you gonna, mouth of God. How are you going to live if you don't got the word down in your soul? You got to get the word down in your soul. And the word says to repent. And you got a lot of preachers out there saying, I don't like to preach repentance. They already know what they got to do. That doesn't matter. You, you, you know, you're not doing your job. You sure ain't reading the Bible because the Bible tells, tells the ministers that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make a difference between holy and unholy. You're supposed to teach about repentance. Isn't that what Peter did on the day of Pentecost? He said, repent. And so those that are lost, you got to tell them, look, you got to repent. And so let's say you repent. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You shall receive that gift of the Holy Ghost. And the promises for you and your children are as many as far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. Everybody's going to get that Holy Ghost if you make yourself available. I don't care what you call yourself. I don't care if you're Baptist. I don't care if you're Catholic. I don't care if you're Hindu. It don't make any difference. God will baptize you with the Holy Ghost if you repent and turn to Jesus Christ and serve Him only. Only Jesus Christ. Don't sit there and tell me you're going to add them to your gods. Go listen to what the Apostle Paul talked to the people on the island. And they went and did the same thing. He said, no, no, no. Let me preach to you about the unknown God. He said, this unknown God, you got you to gotta let go of all those other gods. And you only got to serve Jesus Christ. You can't serve another God. You can only serve one. And so uh, what the Lord is saying in Philippians chapter 4 and 8, he said, finally, brethren, so become, become a part of the family of God. Brethren means the family of God. Become a part of the family of God. Repent and be baptized in Jesus' name. And God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. The preacher is the one that's going to baptize you. That's, that's the job of the preacher. You can't baptize yourself. Don't sit there and say, oh, I'm going to go baptize myself in the tub. Yeah, You can't go baptizing yourself. That don't work. You need to get a preacher that believes the word of truth and preaches the word of truth and have them baptize you. Baptizing you in the name of Jesus. That will fulfill Matthew 28, 19, where he said, uh, that, he said teach them to, be, to baptize. Baptize them. He said, teach them. Teach them about the word of God. And he said, teaching them to be baptized in the name. Matter of fact, let's go to Matthew 28, 19 right now. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna just get on. We're going to go to Matthew 28, 19. Because, you know, there's so many people out there just want to twist the word of God, twist it up one side and down the other. And I'm going to tell you what, there's only but one God. And so the Lord says, yes, he does. He said in verse, verse 18 of, of uh, Matthew 28, he said in verse 18, he said, Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power. Do you understand that? That's why you guys serve Jesus, because all the power belongs to him. And verse 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Listen, all power is given unto me in heaven. Unto me in heaven, he says. And in the earth. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, Go ye therefore. 
He said, because all power is given to me, meaning Jesus Christ. He said, so since all power belonged to him, he said, go ye therefore, in verse 19, teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name, not names. That's not plural. It's name. In the name of the Father. What's the name of the Father? He said, you've got to baptize them in the name of the Father. And Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. Now, if you look in the Old Testament, the Lord had many names, but there is a saving name, and that saving name is Jesus. The title Father ain't no saving name. I, I can call my Father the six feet under and call him my Father on earth, but that, he's, he's not going to be able to save me. You see what I'm saying? Even if he were alive, he can't save me. I can say, Daddy, Daddy, they ain't going to save me. I can say, Father, all I want, they ain't going to save me. And then, and then he said, uh, Go ye therefore, teaching all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son. What of the Son? What of the Son? Not in the Son, but what of the Son? And of the Son. The name. He just told you that at the very beginning. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. What is the name of the Son? You full well know it's Jesus. And then it says, and of the Holy Ghost. What of the Holy Ghost? The name. That's what it says. It doesn't say in the names. And you better know that God, when he writes his word, you better pay to every jot and tittle. You better look. And you better hear him. He said, go there, you, there you, uh, go ye therefore, verse 19, teaching all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost. In verse 20. Teaching him to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I'm all I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Now, if he's telling them to teach everything that I've I've said for you to for them to observe all things whatever I've said and commanded, then on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter two and verse thirty-eight, Peter stood up and he did exactly that, and he said, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ." But he said something very clear. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Every one of you. That leaves nobody out. Hmm? But now you got people running around, oh, we're supposed to baptize in the titles because that's what Jesus said. No, he said, command them to observe everything I've said. And then Peter did exactly that. You didn't have none of the apostles arguing with Peter. And, and you can look through the uh, book of Acts and you can find other people being baptized in Jesus' name as well. Now, so, I said all that to say this, because it says, finally, brethren, in Philippians 4 and 8, you're going to have to be a part of the family of God. And so there, you've got the plan of salvation. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, listen, you can't be baptized in Jesus' name if you don't repent. I, I've refused to baptize people in Jesus' name at times because they refuse to repent. I've had some of my children, I refused to baptize them because they would not repent. They said, well, you, you said we've got to be baptized in Jesus. I said, yes. I said, but the first word is in that verse is that you've got to repent. And I said, and you have not done that. And so you, you, you're going to have to remember that you've got to, you've got to respect the fact that the man of God or, uh, who, uh, you know, there's some places there's a woman of God that might baptize. I don't know. But for the most part, the men of God, there may be places and spaces where the women are given authority to do so. But uh, the bottom line is this, that uh, you have to repent. And when you do, then you're going to make your way to find a church that's going to baptize you in Jesus' name. 
Because the Bible says in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is God. The Lord our God is one Lord. He's not two lords. He's not three lords. He's one. And his name is one. Even the scripture tells you that. But that saving name is Jesus. Huh? There ain't no saving name in the title Father. There ain't no saving name in, in the title Son. And, you know, I mean no disrespect, but there's no... The, the saving name was not Holy Ghost. The saving name was Jesus. You see. Now, so he said, finally, brethren, so go get yourself, if you're going to repent, find yourself a preacher that's going to uh, baptize you in Jesus' name, and when you do, you ain't going to be sprinkled. You're going to prepare yourself to go all the way under. You're going to be literally as if you were buried, because it says we're buried with Christ in baptism. That's what the Word says. And so they're going to take you under, they'll hold your nose, and they'll uh, put you down under the water, and you'll get completely uh, put under the water and it'd be like uh, symbolizing the burial that you have with Christ in his name and so and when you come back up out of that water they're not going to leave you under there uh, they'll just put you under and bring you back up and you're brought up to new life and God promised to baptize you with the Holy Ghost now I was baptized with the Holy Ghost before I was baptized in Jesus name and that does happen at times and some people uh, baptize with the Holy Ghost and maybe later on be baptized in the titles and uh, you know some of them are led to understand and know the full truth of the oneness of God and, and allow themselves to be rebaptized in Jesus name and so getting that all straightened out getting yourself saved you know, the Apostle Paul, he, he told in the book of Acts, if you look at, and I believe it's in uh, 22nd chapter, he was telling his testimony. Let me see. Let me make sure it's 22nd chapter. I think it is. Uh, let's see. So the Apostle Paul, he's speaking, and, and he was talking about um, how Ananias, he was, a, if you look at chapter 22 and verse, um, the Lord had struck the Apostle Paul blind. And then, uh, let's see, let's go back. I tell you what, let's, let's go uh, down to verse 7, or start with verse 7. It says, and I fell under the ground. He was already talking about his testimony, the Apostle Paul. Of course, he was known as Saul at the time. And God changed his name to Paul. And he, and he said, I fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? So when Saul... Uh, you know, who was eventually Apostle Paul, when he was going around persecuting the church, the Lord was saying, you're persecuting me because we belong to the body of Christ. And, and I answered, this is what Paul was telling these folks. He said, who art thou, Lord? He said, I, I said, who's, who's this speaking to me? Who, is, who are you, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And this was after Jesus had died, rose from the dead, and was a, you know, had appeared to the Apostle Paul. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, because it was the light that shone around him. He said, But they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise and go unto Damascus, and there shall be told of thee all the things, all the things, all things, which are appointed for thee to do. And when I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came to Damascus. So the glory of that light, it was shown so bright, and it blinded him for a period of time. And he was led by the hand. And then it says in verse 12, And one Ananias, a devout man, this is verse 12 of chapter 22 of the book of Acts, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, 
came unto me. Now this is a he he's somebody that's been saved. And uh he he came unto him and he said, He came unto me and he stood and he said unto me, Brother Saul. Now at this point they're calling him Brother Saul. He said, Receive thy sight. And the same hour I looked upon him. He said that very within that moment, that time period when Ananias prayed for me, he said, I received my sight back. And then it says in verse uh, 14, and he said, the God of our fathers hath chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. He said, you saw Jesus, the just one. You saw Jesus and you heard him. In verse 14, uh, verse 15, he said, for thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. All right. And then in verse 16, and now why tarriest thou? Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And so this is something that uh, can be a contentious thing uh, when you uh, are trying to teach people. And they say, well, you know, baptism is the work. And then Pentecostals, apostolic Pentecostals, they say you've got to get baptized. Well, there's a lot of, why do you think the Baptists are called the Baptists? Because they baptize. They believe you get baptized. And so, uh, you know, uh, even the Lord Jesus Christ was baptized. And he said, suffer it to be so, that all, all righteousness would be fulfilled. And, and Jesus had no sin. And even, the, even uh, John the Baptist said, I, I'm not, I, don't, I, can't, I shouldn't be baptized of, baptizing you. You should be baptizing me because the, John the Baptist realized that he was a sinner. And so, or a sinner that God had saved, now he's a saint. But anyway. So uh, it says he, he said, rise and arise and, and be baptized. Wash and wash away thy sins. Okay? Did you hear what he said? And wash away thy sins. Calling on the name of the Lord while he's being baptized. Now, you can't argue with what God says there in his word. Wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And this is speaking of baptism. You can see it right there. Now, a lot of people won't argue about that. But anyway, I said all that because you've got to be a, a brother or sister in the Lord to really grasp hold of what's in verse 8 of chapter 4 in Philippians. It says, finally, brethren, you've got to become a part of the family of God. And so with all that said, you get that taken care of. You can find a church, that, an apostolic Pentecostal church, that will they don't have to be any particular uh, organization. It could be an independent Pentecostal apostolic church. Uh, it could be an organization. There's several different organizations that are uh, oneness, Jesus' name, Pentecostal. Uh, you want to find one that believes in holiness and separation from the world. And, uh, and, and you get yourself baptized. You know, you might be baptized in a cow trough. You might, I mean, you just might be baptized in a bathtub if it's deep enough. Uh, you know, they fill it up and, and baptize you in Jesus' name, but you can't baptize yourself. So find yourself a preacher that's willing to baptize in Jesus' name, but they're going to want to make sure that you are repentant. And you might say, you know, I've repented myself. I realize I've got to turn my life around. I realize I've got to do different, and I don't want to do what I did anymore. I want to do whatever the Lord wants me to do, but I need to be taught how to do that. And they'll know that you, you know, and if you really mean that, then, then what you're taught, you're going to listen and you're going to obey. 
if you're really repentant. And so it says, finally, brethren, now that we've got you in the family of God with you obeying those things, whatsoever things are true, all right? These are the things we're to think on. Whatsoever things are true, tell me, planning out wicked imaginations that God said he hates, does that sound like thinking on things that's true? Now, when it says true, you know, some people say, well, you know, if I, it's true that this person did this to me or this person did no, 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 you're not, you're not understanding. You've got to focus on the truth of God's word, the truth that's holy, the truth that's righteous, you see. And then it says, whatsoever things are honest. Not, not honest like, oh, you, you, your food don't taste good, that kind of, you know, it makes somebody hurt and cry and all that kind of. No, that's not what God's talking about, the honesty that comes from the Holy Ghost. That gentleness and that love and that sweet, kind spirit that you would have with people in being uh, an honest person. Huh? You, you, you're going to be an honest person. You're going to be an upright and honest person, in other words. But, but in doing so, you're going to respond in a sweet and kind manner. You're not going to be... You know, some people, they can smile while they're stabbing you in the back. Did you know there are people like that? Oh, yes, sir. But... When the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, when Jesus gets a hold of your heart and turns you around, you're not going to be like that. You're not going to want to walk like that. You're not going to want to serve that way, serve serve your, you know, your flesh any longer and live that way. You're going to want to turn to the Lord and you want to do what pleases Him. So you're going to be an honest person. You're not going to be thieving and stealing like you used to. You see, you're going to be an honest person. You're not going to be lying and and, and skimming off the top of whatever you've been skimming off of. You know, and there's a lot of folks, I, I see so many things on the phone where people are being arrested because they've been skimming off the top for a long time and, the, and their bosses finally catch them. And so you got to be an honest person. So you think on the things that are honest. Look for the people that are honest. Look for the people that have got an honest mind about them. And then it says, what sort of things are just? In other words, don't be focusing on the unfair things of life and say, well, they got their just desserts. You need to be very careful about that. Because remember, if you've been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, what did God bring you out of? What did he deliver you from? See, this is the thing. A lot of people want to read Romans chapter 1, but what they forget to do is read chapter 2. Because chapter 2 say, you're doing the same thing. You may be doing something different. In other words, it's a different channel, but the same mess. Do you understand? You you turn that TV on, you can turn channel after channel and change the channel, but you still see mess after mess. You see. Now, so whatsoever things are just, you know, you you're not going to be cheering. Listen, you say, well, that person, they were stealing from. A drug dealer and they shot the drug dealer and and he died why would you rejoice at that you shouldn't be rejoicing at that if you're a person that serves the Lord you it should break your heart that that person died without knowing the Lord because if they knew the Lord they wouldn't be doing that why would you rejoice at such a thing as that and so we've got to think about, you say, well, he got his just desserts. You better be careful because you don't step where God judges. Now, if God judges something and, and you just tell what God's judgment is, and 
you know, because God has called you to preach or teach or, or whatever, or the situation may arise. You know, we're royal priesthood. Each and every believer is a part of the uh, priesthood of believers. You, and, and God may lead your mouth to speak. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, and you're standing full of the Holy Ghost, God might lead you to say something to somebody that needs something said. But it's going to be in the line of the Word of God, and it's going to be from the Holy Ghost and not from your own little uh, nitpicking mind. So, uh, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure. In other words, we'll let, think about that television. What, what, what do you got going on? What channels do you watch? What show? You say, oh, it's none of your business. <clears throat> I'm just telling you, God's watching. You want to sit there and watch a bunch of ugly, sinful mess? God's watching what you're watching. He sees what you're watching. Now, he's not sitting there watching and entertaining himself. But what I mean by that is he sees what you're watching. You can see it. He's not blind. And so every part of our life has to learn to be in a pure manner. Your, the things you say. You know, you, you can go around talking nasty and dirty and mean and hateful to people. You say, well, you sound so mean. I'm not being mean when I tell you about the love, of the, the word of God. I'm trying to tell you, look, God loves you, but you're going to have to turn from your sin. And if I don't tell you to turn from your sin, then I don't really love you. And I know that people have a hard time with that. But if I sit there and do not tell you that you need to turn around and repent of your sins and you die and go to hell, what kind of love would that be that I would have for you? You know full well that would not be no love. You know that because, because people, when they go to hell, they're going to burn forever. That's, they're not getting out of there. I don't care what the... I've heard Muslims even say they believe kind of like the way the Catholics believe with the... like almost like it's a purgatory thing. You know, well, you know, one of them said, well, yeah, we believe in hell, but we don't know it might not be forever. No. The Bible says hell and that fire in hell is forever. You're not coming out of there. Because the thing of it is that if you're going you're gonna to make your way there, you made the choice to go there. Even the Bible talks about that. Your sin is, is what sent you where you're going. And so you got to turn around. Well, what kind of preacher would I be if I sit here and just, oh, let's just, let's just talk about prosperity. Oh, let's just talk about getting blessed. What kind of preacher would that be if I don't ever tell you to repent of your dirty, nasty sins and get right with God before you die and go to hell? I wouldn't be much of a preacher at all. Huh? They, those preachers are just a dime a dozen. They ain't worth the radio show they own or whatever they got going on. All right, so... Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Huh? What, what kind of thing do you watch on your phone? I remember I was watching one time and I was looking. Because at one point I was doing this. I don't remember what it was called. But it was a, like this thing where you could go and you. Uh, I think it was that. that uh, whatever that thing is that Elon Musk bought. Uh, that. I don't know. It's like a platform. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go on there. And I'm going to, like, I only got, like, so many uh, words I can type in there. And I'll type in, like, uh, some encouragement. And, 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 and also, you know, God's words as far as what he says about repenting and turning from sin and all that kind of thing. And so I was doing that for a bit. And I ran across, because as you go on there, 
there's this uh, these things that pop up when you go to you know and it shows these people are just they just go around fighting i mean they'll just fight with people in public they they just go around fighting and I, and and so I made a, a a word. I typed a word in about it and what God said about that mess. Now I don't know if anybody wanted to listen, but you know you you you're gonna be a part of this world and you're gonna do what the world does and you're gonna behave like the world. I'm telling you what, God don't like that mess, and He gets sick and tired of people planning their wicked imaginations out and literally letting them come to fruition. And 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 the Lord wants us to think on other things. So He said, "You think on things that are lovely." Huh? You tell me the things that you're watching on that phone of yours. Is it lovely? Huh? Well, what, what kind of things are you watching on that little one-eyed demon? Huh? Yeah, I know we got to have them. But I'm going to call them one-eyed demon because you better control that thing in the name of Jesus. Because if you're going to have a phone, uh, I call it a little one-eyed demon. Those televisions, I just call them one-eyed demon. If you're going to have one, you better make sure that it don't control you. You control it. You say, well, if I got to go by this scripture, I wouldn't be able to watch much of nothing. You better believe that's true. That's right. But my question is, why are you bothered by that? If you baptize with the Holy Ghost and you got God's Spirit, why does it bother you? Why don't you just change that channel? You say, well, it's going to be hard to find. Look, I get that. I mean, most of the time what I'm watching is real estate shows and you know, where they remodel houses or something like that. And then if that even gets a little carried away with something, I change it. I won't watch it. I remember there was one that I used to watch. And because they had a, a thruple on there, I stopped watching it. Because that's not going to stand with God's word. And I know people ain't going to like what I'm saying. But that's just the truth. All right. And if you don't know what a thruple is, it's three people literally in a romantic relationship together as three people. That's what a thruple is, if you don't know. All right. And yes, it exists. Okay. So, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things have, are of good report. Huh? You know what I mean? People don't want, all they want to hear is just a bunch of negative nonsense. You know, conspiracy theories. I remember I was speaking to this one uh, lady friend of mine, or she was a friend of mine at one point. And, and, and you know, and I, I, I kind of like let things go for a bit, you know, like water off a duck's back. But then finally I thought, I can't keep this up because if I don't say something, she's going to keep sending stuff to me and uh, want me to listen to all that bunch of nonsense. And I finally said to her, I said, you know, I said, uh, the Lord don't, I don't believe the Lord's pleased, you know, with this kind of stuff. And when are you going to stop doing that? And I didn't just say, stop, you know, sending it to me. I said, you send it to me, so I'm going to say something to you. I said, you're going to send it to me, then I'm going to say something to you. And I said, and, and when are you going to stop this? I said, because a lot of times those conspiracy theories, I said, what they've done is I said, they've caused a lot of people a lot of pain. You know, just like the, the one shooting that people, there was a conspiracy theorist, and he said, oh, they, that shooting never really happened. And they were literally going to go dig up these parents, the parents' uh, child's, the, these parents, their child had died in that shooting, and they it, people were threatened, saying, "We're going to go dig that grave up." And they were—I mean, they had to go to court and everything over this whole mess. And of course, the the guy eventually conceded that yes, a lot of things that he said was not true, uh, and he conceded that the shooting actually did happen, even though you know for a long time he had this theory going out. But listen, tell me, that's not a good report. And I had that one 
uh, woman, she said to me one day, and it was the straw that broke the camel back, you know, Queen Elizabeth had died, and she sent me this text. Well, I don't know why they're saying she died now, because she died a long time ago. And she started going off about this conspiracy theory kind of thing. And it just goes on and on. But listen, God wants you to think on things that are lovely, of good report, things that are pure, things that are just, things that are honest. We've explained some of this truth, uh, the truth of God, uh, you know, honesty, and that you're going to be an honest person. Don't even so much as steal a pencil from work. Do you understand? Do you understand? Huh? I'm going to tell it like a daddy that's trying to tell you the Lord mean business. You better hear. That's right. Don't sit there and be stealing not even a pencil. And don't sit there and tell me, oh, well, they're a big box business and they got money. Don't you know that what you steal affects the, the little people down below? Because it raises the prices up of things? So don't tell me about that bunch of nonsense. Huh? You're going you're gonna to have to do the things that are honest and think things that are true. Well, that means the things that are true in God because Jesus said, I am the way, truth, and life. So you're going to have to look at that. And don't sit there and try to make Jesus out to be a candy man that runs around with a bunch of sinners and just sins with them. That's not true. That's a lie. Huh? That's a bold-faced lie straight out of the mouth of Satan himself. Huh? But you got people that actually believe that. They think that Jesus turned the water into wine and that, that meant everybody going, could just go around getting drunk. No, no, that's not. The Bible says, and Jesus said to the devil, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Do you know the Bible says that wine is a mocker? Not too much wine is a mocker. That's not what it says. It says wine is a mocker. And it's talking about fermented wine. And so, if it's a mocker, if it's going to make a mockery out of your life, a mockery out of your babe, you're going to mockery, a mockery out of everything around you, uh, look up that word. Uh, it ain't a good word. So if wine is a mocker, you think Jesus is going to turn wine, huh? You think Jesus is going to turn that water into wine? That's going to make a mockery out of everybody? Jesus is not going to do that. Because wine is even the grape juice. You say, that's not true. Oh, yes, it is. Because the Bible calls uh, grape juice the wine on the vine. Because while it's on the vine, what you're going to get is not fermented. It's on the vine. That's grape juice. That's what wine on the vine is. And so you're not going to find anywhere in the scripture where, where you, you're going to see, oh, they use Welch's grape juice. Now, come on. Don't be so foolish. Get your head out of the sand. That's where the devil wants to stick your head and keep it. Get out of the sand and listen to the word of God. Anyway, so think on the things that are true and honest and just and the things that are pure and things that are lovely, things that good report. And then it says, if there be any virtue, any good thing coming out of whatever it is that you're thinking about. That's what that means, something good coming out of what you're thinking about. And if there be any praise, not praise to you, but praise to God. Is it going to praise God what it is you're thinking about? Huh? Is it going to praise God what you're thinking about? Come on now, let's be real. And then it says, then think on these things. Huh? And then it says in verse 9, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. You want to know why the world ain't got no peace? Because they don't, they, don't, they don't want to follow that. They want to just go running around 
and and be involved with all kinds of mess and thinking all kinds of things and 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 they don't got no peace huh they ain't got no joy they ain't got that's not a way to live won't you rethink what you're doing with your thoughts won't you rethink the very thing that god said he hates wicked imaginations that are devised out of the heart they're planned out of the heart god hates that so if you've got some kind of something going on in your mind that you full well know ain't going to give God no praise, then you better rethink it. If there ain't no good coming out of it from the Lord Almighty Himself, good coming out of it from the Word, you better rethink. Huh? And all these other words that we've seen in uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, if, if it don't do these things, if it's going to do the opposite, where instead of an honest way, it's going to be something dishonest. And instead of just, it's going to be something that's unjust. Huh? Instead of pure, it's going to be unpure or impure. You see what I'm saying? we got to make up our mind to, to want to please the Lord. you got to have a want to. And so I'm going to pray with you and then we're going to let you go. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word of truth. Lord, the Apostle Peter, he said, uh, Lord, I believe it's the second... Uh, Peter in chapter 1 and verse 3 said that you give all things for life and godliness. And I believe that, Lord, you give us everything we need right here in the Word. And so, God, I pray that anybody that's heard that they will be blessed. Let them turn from their wicked ways. Let them turn from those things that are being devised in the heart that are not pleasing to you, that are wicked and ungodly. Let them turn and let them be focused, like it says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, Lord, on the things that are holy and good and right and pure and just and so on and so forth, Lord. Let it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. So, with that said, I love y'all and uh, y'all take care. And we'll be speaking to you again, Lord willing, on Friday. Have the next podcast on Friday. And, of course, we've got our uh, YouTube uh, preaching site called The Eunuch Preacher. You won't go there. We've got Wednesday night Bible study. That'll be coming up tomorrow night. And after everything is pre-recorded and then we download it, Brother Vernon, uh, he is so kind and good to get all that done for uh, this ministry. And then also uh, we have our Sabbath service on Saturdays. We've got singing and, and we just worship the Lord and praise Him. And then our messages uh, tend to lean towards those that are lost and need to be saved. And so we just have a really good time and lots of singing and shouting and dancing and praising God. And uh, we just uh, encourage you to uh, join us, if you will. And uh, just keep uh, us in prayer as we believe that God is going to lead us to open up a church. And God has already given us a name. And that name is Miracle Tabernacle. And I believe God's going to do and so without any further ado, uh, I would just uh, uh, say to have a good week, and we love y'all, and uh, God bless you. I'm out.